Welcome to Sales is Not a Dirty Word, the show that proves if it's a fit, it's a fact. I'm your host, revolutionary sales coach, Alicia Barr, the creator of the Matchmaker Sales Method. If you're a solopreneur who's ready to grow your profits and impact without pain, pressure, or pretending to be someone else, then this is for you. This episode is one of my short solo episodes, and we're going to talk about authoritative empathy. So this is something that I've coined myself as one of the most powerful things you can do in a sales conversation. Now, a lot of people have been talking about how empathy is important in a sales conversation, and it's true, but a lot of people don't know what empathy is, and they definitely don't know what authoritative empathy is because... I created it, or at least I labeled it. So the thing is, it's so rare to be seen and understood in this world. And it is such an incredible sense of relief when you are, because it so rarely happens. So your prospect is coming to you in pain, right? They have a challenge. They've probably tried to solve it themselves. Maybe they've gone to other people to try and solve it, and they have not been able to solve it. And now they're coming to you. And a lot of times they're, they're scared to share that pain with you because you might use it to sell them regardless of whether it's in their best interest or not. And the truth is most people don't take a moment to respond to somebody sharing a very frustrating situation with them and, and just give some empathy for a second before launching into your sales pitch or why they should work with you or any of that stuff, right? So a great place to really start is to talk about what is not empathy, but commonly confused as empathy. So a lot of people think compassion is the same as empathy, which is like, oh, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. That's terrible. I'm so sorry. Does that, does that make you want to work with somebody? No, right? It doesn't. Another thing that's commonly confused as empathy is like relating. So, oh my gosh, my, my grandma does Zumba too. Oh my gosh. We have um, tons of beach vacations that we do in Myrtle Beach or whatever. But does that make you want to work with somebody? No, just because you do the same things. Like this is a very, uh, relating is a really effective tool for women to make friends with each other. So it can be effective in a conversation with a woman, but it's not empathy. So just don't confuse it. Um, Empathy is a feeling word. It's saying, hey, I've been where you are, or even just understanding, oh my gosh, that would be so frustrating. That would, that it almost feels like a betrayal when somebody tells you exactly what they're going to do and they just don't deliver on it and you trusted them. That feels like you are seen and understood when somebody says something like that to you. And you don't just want to live there and marinate in it. That's also something that's important to talk about because a lot of times when people give empathy, they're just like, oh, that's just the worst. You know, you're, you're sitting there and you're like, do you even care about me? Is all you care about my money? Or, you know, is this going to be the rest of my life or whatever the scenario is that you're empathizing with? And you don't just want to stay there because that makes everybody feel bad. Right. And it's not very fun. So you, you really want to talk about how to get out of that place. Right. So it's yes. That situation is so frustrating and so common, and it is a tragedy that it's so common for people not to get the service that they were promised. And we have put a lot of things in place to make sure that that never happens again. So you want to share the hope on the other side of it, right? 
You want to explain how they are not going to have that same experience again. And even sometimes it's very helpful to give an insight into why whatever happened to them. So that so commonly happens when somebody's only focused on vanity metrics, and it can feel so important to focus on those numbers. But when your sales aren't matching those numbers, it just feels like, what the hell am I doing here? So when you shift your focus to more looking at engagement and email signups and sales calls booked, and you focus on the behaviors that are going to produce that, then you'll see your results start to shift as opposed to just numbers in general. So you're explaining how they can get out of that situation. So you really want to make somebody feel seen, heard, understood, and then say, and this is how we're never going to have that experience again. Woo! So glad it's behind us and so excited for the future, right? Uh, And that gets everybody excited because if you only focus on the future and you just don't say anything about the past, honestly, it sounds like you might be bullshitting somebody. It also doesn't feel like you see and hear them. It feels like you're skipping over them and you're trying to sell them, which is what a lot of people do. They say, yeah, so, you know, we, we do that differently and we're going to make sure that never happens again. And da, 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 da. And they don't talk about the situation beforehand. Right. So here, let me give an example. Let's say that somebody is talking to a social media marketer and they've tried working with social media marketers many times before. And the social media marketers always focus on vanity metrics. They always focus on follower numbers. Whenever they put together the reports, it looks like their numbers look good, but you're not seeing it in your bank account. And they're also terrible at communication. When they were, when you were in the sales process with them, they were fantastic at communication. But now you're, you've already agreed to work with them and they are really hard to get a hold of, right? So if you explain this situation to somebody like, we couldn't get a response for days, you know, we would have a report and it looked like good numbers, but ultimately there were no sales. And the person says, yeah, so the way that we do it is we have a content calendar and you approve all of it and and just starts talking about like what they do and stuff. Or somebody says, yes, that is so common and so frustrating that, People give the most attention in the sales process, and there's no clear communication guidelines for the conversation moving forward. And that's why we have a chat so that you can access us at any time. And of course, we can't answer you immediately, but our policy is to answer you within 24 to 48 hours. Is that, does that feel more comfortable for you? Does that help you feel more confident that you'll be able to get a hold of us? Because nothing is more frustrating than needing something and needing answers and just not being able to get them. And it's your money that someone's spending, right? So that is a great example of authoritative empathy. Who do you want to work with more? The person who's just talking about their content calendar and how you can improve everything and so that there's communication or the person who explains how frustrating the situation is and exactly what they've implemented that's going to offset that so you no longer have that experience. So another example could be a roofer, let's say, like, let's have a random example because it really works for anyone. Um, So a roofer comes in and you tell them that you've had these holes in your roof and you've tried to fix them a number of times and the leak keeps happening. You say, man, they're like, nothing's more frustrating than thinking that you fixed something and checked it off your to-do list and it just keeps popping back up. And you're like, I thought this was supposed to be solved, you know honestly, six months ago, and I've already spent so much money on it. And you're just like wondering how much more you're going to have to spend. 
Yeah. And I can tell you that the reason that it hasn't been fixed at this point is it looks like you're using the wrong material. So I understand why you went for that material because it was cheaper, but that's also why it was cheaper. So you're going to need high quality material and it's going to cost you a bit more than it did last time, but it'll be the last time that you ever have to do it. So that's an example of authoritative empathy, right? It's like real transparent. It's, it's, being understanding. It's not judging anyone. It's not selling anyone. It's showing the expertise of how to get out of this situation. Not just saying, man, that's terrible. All right, well, I'll fix these holes, right? Or in the case of a lot of people, they would just come in and say, right, okay, so you try to fix it about five times and it hasn't worked. And so you're still having these these leaks. Okay, well, we could fix it for you for this amount of money and it would take us three days. I mean, do you want to do who do you want to work with more? Right. So you really want to be specific in how it feels to be in the situation that somebody's going through. And you want to be very specific about how they can get out of that experience and never have it again by. I mean, you don't have to directly say by working with you, but it's implied. Right. It's implied that if they work with you, if you have the solution, if you know why it did not work before, then obviously you it's implied that you know how how to help them have a different experience next time. And it also just feels good to be seen and heard and understood because so often when you're talking to someone in a sales conversation, that is not happening. The person is just thinking about the next thing they can say to sell you. And we all fall victim to this, right? And really, it's so important to be an active listener and to address and acknowledge somebody first and say, wow, that would make me feel pretty discouraged if I was in your shoes. And I'm so glad that you didn't get discouraged. I'm so glad that you reached out to me and tried again. And I can tell you how to not have this experience again. And that just inspires hope. And personally, I like a conversation based on hope a lot better than one based on doom and gloom and pain, which is a popular sales strategy that I'm not going to go in because go into because I've gone into it many times. But a lot of people like to make somebody feel small in order to work with them. And it's not necessary. Instead, let's get excited. Let's get excited about the results on the other side of this because that it is exciting, honestly, <laughs> whatever the result is. And finally solving this is exciting. So to wrap it up, take a moment, hear the other person, address their situation, put yourself in their shoes, right? And then build hope that they can get to the other side and get excited about it. I'm so glad we're talking. I'm so glad you found us. We're going to take care of you, right? So sales is like an onion. <laughs> there are layers, just like ogres. They have layers. Any Shrek lovers here? Okay. If not, it's from the movie Shrek. <laughs> ogres are like onions and so are sales. So authoritative empathy is a layer that takes practice. But it makes a massive difference in shifting the energy of your sales conversations. This is going to establish so much trust right off the bat. It's going to differentiate you because it's something that doesn't happen in sales conversations very often. It's going to help the other person feel comfortable being honest with you. It's going to make the other person want to work with you. So it's a very powerful thing to work on mastering. And if this is something that you want to master, then I have a sales mentorship and it would probably make the most sense to look at whatever you're doing in your sales process now that's not working because there are things that are much faster than mastering a layer like authoritative empathy. And I have a sales quick fix call where I will review one of your sales calls or your framework or whatever 
you have going on and give you immediately the top three things to implement and increase your results. And that benefits both of us because I can see if my methods will work well with you based on your reaction and how you like it and how different it sounds to you. And if it does sound like it resonates, then that's a really good indicator that you would thrive with the matchmaker sales method. So that link to book that call is in the podcast show description. And in the meantime, you guys see how you can implement authoritative empathy in your life, even outside of sales conversations, because it's a powerful thing to offer anybody, the ability to see and hear them and to give them hope that this is not going to be there forever. So this has been another episode of sales is not a dirty word. I hope you all enjoyed it and I will see you next time.